Welcome to the Wild Soulcast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold deep conversations on spirituality, conscious leadership, feminism, creativity, and how to more meaningfully and intentionally nurture connection within ourselves and with others. Welcome to episode 20 of the Wild Soul Cast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. And today I am really excited to explore with you the concept of embodied movement, what it means, why it's important for your business and life, and how you can really use embodied movement, not just to shed ways of thinking about and experiencing your own body, but also how you can truly allow embodied movement to help you instill the feelings that you want to feel in your business and in your life. On this podcast, I talk a lot about embodiment because it is what I teach and all of my programs and offerings are really all about helping you come to a space of embodiment within yourself. And so I want to go into a brief definition of embodiment. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you can also feel free to check out prior episodes where I go more in depth about this, but essentially embodiment is allowing what you know in your mind to drop fully into your body and your entire experience. It's all about having the mind and the body align with the soul's purpose and mission and true essence. That's my definition, and they tend to call that soul embodiment. On a very practical level, embodiment is all about truly being yourself and feeling at peace in yourself, feeling confident in yourself, feeling an integrity, and in alignment what's true for you, right? So it's walking and being in the world in a congruent way that helps you stop from the act of putting everything, putting yourself into compartments. So it's really truly being in your business and life from a whole person perspective, embracing all parts of you and walking with all of those parts. And I consider embodiment to be a crucial piece of entrepreneurship because if we build our business from a place of should and from a place that's really based in our stories and beliefs that don't accurately reflect who we truly are, then what results is us showing up in a way that isn't fully in alignment and that doesn't actually reflect our true being. And it also results in offers and in a business that doesn't necessarily feel really good. And so success and your ability to truly expand in your business is really dependent on you being able to embody the true essence of who you are, because the true essence of who you are is limitless. What you can achieve, what you can do, what you can create doesn't really have boundaries other than the ones that are imposed upon us by our thoughts. 
And when I talk about achievement, you know, I also want to clarify that achievement can mean really anything. It doesn't mean outward achievement. It means what is internally of value to you, whether or not that externally shows up as achievement that's validated by others, right? Because I'm I'm not someone who likes to box in what it means to achieve and be successful because that is so individual to each and every one of us. So needless to say, embodiment to me is just really the core of everything, not just in your life, but in your business. And I think it's so important for entrepreneurs to have the embodiment piece on board and to continually go to that in order to fully transform, integrate, expand into who they are becoming wherever they are on that journey. So this is what brings us to then talking about the role of embodied movement and what that really means and why it's important for your embodiment as well as really choosing a movement practice that is in alignment with where you are right now energetically. And I'll talk about that. If you are in the spiritual personal development community, you probably have some awareness of the fact that movement is important for, you know, how a lot of people talk about manifestation, right? Bringing things into your life. And I want to just kind of define movement and what it does for us in the body and how it really impacts, you know, how you are embodying yourself and then how it impacts your present day emotional state, as well as its relationship to energy. So what does moving do in your body? For one, it helps to move energy in the body, right? So if you're looking at embodiment um, from an energetic perspective, which is what I tend to do, it's all about really shifting the energy in your body that is reflective of stories of memories, right? Of situations of past lives of ancestral pieces that are stuck in the body. And I do that a lot of different ways, right? It's not just about movement. However, for today's purpose, we are talking about, you know, how can we reinforce some of the work that we do in embodiment, some of the ways that we are shedding energy and continue to move into a different energy. And that happens through movement. So we're really shifting the energy in our physical body. And I talk a lot about the body in one of my other podcast episodes and how crucial it is in this process. So I encourage you to check that episode out to just learn more about the body. But, you know, our body is the central channel through which we hold ourselves and receive information from our guides, from the universe, however you understand that in your life. And so, A, it's really important for us to nurture our body. And B, it's really important for us to move our body so we can receive that information, so we can shed what doesn't feel in resonance for us anymore. Right. So the movement piece is all about shifting the body and also getting you in touch with you, getting you in touch with who you are. 
And the reason I say that is because when we truly allow ourselves to move without feeling, you know, judged by others, without, you know, feeling self-conscious ourselves, we start to express our soul through movement, right? So if you've ever had a moment where you've just been alone and felt completely uninhibited and you just started to move your body, do you remember how amazing that felt, how freeing, how sensual and connected that felt? So movement is both this expression of what's inside of you, what needs to be expressed, what your soul wants in that moment. And it's also what your body truly needs in that moment. You know, if you think about what we do in this culture every single day, most of us sit all day long. I do this too, right? We sit in our car, we sit in front of our computers. We, you know, sometimes go to exercise classes that are the same kind of movement over and over again. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later, but essentially, you know, our bodies are static a lot of our day. So we're basically sitting with energy that sometimes isn't meant to be in our body and we're letting it just hang out. Right. And one of the things that we really need to step into doing is allowing that energy to release and express itself. And it's part of building a relationship with the body. And a relationship with the body is such a huge piece of building your own relationship with inner trust, really learning how to trust yourself, trust the universe, trust the process that happens through the body. And so movement is really this bridge, right? It's, it's the expression of the body in the physical realm. And it's also the expression of the soul in the physical realm. So the more that we can really communicate with our body and just let loose and let our expectations, our judgments, all of that release from the mind and just allow ourselves to be in the moment and move our body in any kind of weird, silly, whatever you want to call it way and just be and just feel and just experience the more we are feeding and nurturing ourselves and the more we are touching in with our pure inherent joy that already resides within us. You know, in this culture, I think we're so used to looking for happiness outside of ourselves, finding things to do, finding things to amuse ourselves. And meanwhile, we could just be turning on some music and truly enjoying the movement that's within us, the joy that's within us. So with movement, you're both releasing energy that doesn't need to be in your body anymore that you're ready to release. And you're also opening up the body to receive. And so, you know, from my perspective, when people talk about this in manifestation, and I am, you know, not a manifestation coach. However, you know, one of the things that I've understood from that process is that it's about receiving what you are focusing on and expressing that through your movement, right? And so that 
makes total sense to me because, you know, oftentimes when we're focusing on welcoming something into our life, right, whether it's a feeling, a specific result, whatever it is, you know, when we focus on that feeling, when we tune into that feeling, how does that feeling get expressed through movement? How does that feeling feel and how do we want to move in alignment with that feeling? And that's how I tend to think about it. So, um, movement is important. It's a huge piece of embodiment. Um, and you know, this is when you talk about embodiment, of course, we're involving the body in the process. And the way that I do that is I involve the body in the process when we're doing some healing work, because in order for that healing work to really solidify and land in the body, um, we have to involve the body, right? And so a lot of that work happens as we're doing healing, but then it's all about actually bringing what you are creating into your present moment. You know, people want to be abundant. People want to be successful. People want to have a booming business. People want to feel happy and joyful and feel love and all of those things in the future. And, you know, those are beautiful things to work towards. And those are things you can feel right now. And the more that you can touch into them right now, feel them in your body, move them into your body, the more easeful it's going to be for you to receive the specific goals, the specific things you're working towards in the future, right? So that you're not in a space of lack, whether it's lack of love, lack of abundance, lack of, you know, joy, whatever it is. So it's really important to learn how to be all of those things right now in whatever iteration of ourself, whatever iteration of our leadership we are in right now, we can always expand. We can always grow. And what we want to feel is available to us right now. If we learn how to touch into it, and if we learn how to rewire our mind in order to receive it and to feel it. And so part of that rewiring is definitely movement. One of the things that I also teach my clients is like, if they're in this like spiraling loop where, you know, even if they use some of the skills, some of the things that we do in our sessions, and they're still like feels like they're dipping more and more down into the shadow, like to a point where they feel like they can't come out to the point where all I can see is that one of the things that I really talk to them about is just breaking the pattern, breaking the pattern in the mind that's causing it to spiral downward. And one of the main ways to do that is to move energy and movement is a beautiful way of doing that. Breath work is another beautiful way of doing that. And it's not about avoiding. I actually talk to them about facing it, seeing it, witnessing it, and then shifting into how can I move? How can I tap into my joy in this moment and break that pattern so I don't sink in even deeper? And so, you know, movement has so many different roles within our embodiment journey, and it can be both a pattern interrupter and also the part of, you know, the action that helps you to solidify, crystallize, ground who you are becoming in your body, right? And in your in your physical space, in your physical plane. Because I consider the body just this energetic imprint of who we are. So what I want to address is the difference between movement and exercise here. Because when I tell people to have a movement practice, I'm very intentionally using the word movement over exercise 
because exercise carries a lot of social and cultural connotations and expectations, especially as it relates to women that aren't actually reflective of what your body truly wants and needs. Now, I want to be clear here and say, I'm not saying that exercise is bad in any way, right? And this is more about actually tuning into what is right for you and your body. That is what I'm trying to distinguish here. So I talked about this in, you know, the podcast episode on the body, which obviously, since I've mentioned it several times, you should just check out if you haven't already. But, you know, exercise, um, especially how we relate to it, really does come from diet culture. And, you know, I even talked to Corinne um, on the intuitive eating episode, which was at the very beginning of the podcast. You know, diet culture, especially for women, really affects the way that we think about ourselves and our body and what we, quote unquote, should be doing for exercise. And, you know, while some forms of exercise are going to equal soulful movement for you, not all of them do. So I want you to just like really let that sink in. That exercise does not necessarily mean soulful movement. That's in alignment for you. And that exercise, if you're doing a form of exercise that's not actually soul aligned and that feels good to you, it's not going to actually be helpful in your embodiment journey. Even though you're moving energy around and overall for your health, it's good to exercise, right? What you're not doing is you're not tapping into the joy in your body. You're not tapping into what's actually true at your core about this movement. So I want to give you a concrete example of this because this is something that happened for me recently in my movement practice and how things shifted. About a year ago, I was a really avid runner and I found a lot of joy in running. I would go out on trails every other day and, you know, running has been part of my journey in one way or another for probably the past four to five years. And, you know, I had a running practice and it was feeling really good. And then at some point last year, I hit some kind of wall. And when I went out for my runs, I didn't find a lot of joy in it. And, you know, part of me was kind of in the space of like, well, I'm probably just feeling sluggish because we're transitioning into winter and that's pretty normal for my body. So I'm just going to continue to push through, push through and, and continue to run because I know it's good for me, quote unquote. And, you know, eventually I got to the place where I just wasn't feeling joy in it and I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I didn't. And so I wasn't moving very much at all. And when I looked back to kind of really understand what was going on, one of the things that I realized is that I have done a ton of energetic shifts and upgrades in the last year, like a ton. The amount of internal work I did last year was more than I'd done in probably 10 years. And so my body was pretty rapidly shifting and ascending into different levels of leadership. 
And what I wasn't paying attention to is what my body needed at that particular level. And basically, my body was saying, this is not serving us anymore. This doesn't feel good anymore. And, you know, don't do it, basically. And what I was doing was I was pushing against the wishes of my own body and doing it anyway. And if you do that long enough with enough things, it affects your level of trust within yourself because our body is so ingrained with that. And so what I realized through the process is that I needed to move to a different kind of soulful movement. I needed to find something else that met that need. And, you know, my soulful movement definitely includes dance and music and, you know, just like dancing in my living room or wherever. But I also need more movement than that because my body, um, you know, especially in the wintertime tends to feel stagnant. So it's good for me to kind of have a balance and to welcome in more, more movement and more energetic shifts. And so what I did was I went to a cycling class. And the reason I went to a cycling class was because I was feeling an intuitive pull towards it. And mind you, I used, I hated cycling. Like I tried it two or three years ago. And I absolutely hated the class. Like it was not for me. It was too much push and I didn't enjoy it. And I never went back. And all of a sudden now I was being pulled towards cycling. So I went to the cycling class and I fell in love. I loved the practice of it. And also keep in mind this particular cycling class is less about performance and it's more about hearing the music and syncing your body to the rhythm of the music, which is totally embodiment. And what I felt in that class was a lot of joy and a lot of energetic expansion. Like I could really feel the essence of my inner power in that class and tap into that space and really visualize where I was going and who I was becoming through the process and doing visualizations within the class that helped me to tap into what I'm creating while moving my body and pedaling towards that direction. I felt so good, so joyful, and it's not that I didn't push my body, and we're going to talk about the difference between like push, force, and holding space for joy, Um, because I think sometimes when I talk about this topic, people ask me, oh, does that mean I shouldn't push my body at all? And, you know, that's not the case. I think whenever we're doing some kind of movement, we're pushing our body in one way or another because we're not being stagnant, right? I think there's a difference between push and force and we have the ability to still access joy and push, but not in force. So these are somewhat nuanced differences and yet they're pretty big differences when it comes to the relationship with your body. Um, So there, you know, for me right now, at least running feels like I am forcing myself and my body isn't craving that right now. But cycling class right now is something that my body is craving. It asks for it. And I don't have to force myself to go to the class. It's something that is actually a yearning within my body. And I go because of that reason. It doesn't come from a place of expectation within myself. It doesn't come from a place of, 
I want to change my body or I want to, you know, reduce the weight of my body, it comes from like, this feels joyful. This feels good in my body. This feels embodied and in alignment with me right now. And it might not be in the next couple of months. I don't know. One of the big things that I've noticed about myself as I've really shifted in different energetic spaces is that the kind of movement that I needed in one area of, you know, my leadership as I rise and ascend, that starts to shift and change and I need something different. And this is also, I think, true depending on the season that we're in, depending on the composition of our body as it relates to the elements. I'm a big believer in Ayurveda and just kind of really being present to, you know, what are the elements that are predominant in my body and how does what I need and movement shift according to the elements. Um, And so if you're kind of interested in learning more about that, I have an episode on Ayurveda that was towards the beginning um, with an amazing Ayurvedic practitioner. So um, check that out for more info on that. And so as we come back to kind of really thinking through the difference between exercise and movement, that really is the difference that, you know, movement can be exercise as it's considered by other people, right? So it can be a cycling class. It can be running. um, It can be, you know, lifting weights if that feels truly embodied for you. But it really has to come from the space within you that isn't related to force, that feels in alignment where you might be pushing your body, but it feels joyful to you, right? So, That's really what I want to distinguish because, you know, when we're doing something to our body that is based in force, it's actually more reflective of the expectations and the ego space in our brain. And usually that comes from, you know, expectations that society or culture has on our body and on, you know, how we look versus how we feel in ourselves. And, um, you know, it might come from familial expectations of your family somehow shamed you for your body, right? Which also ties into the larger social and cultural aspect of that. Then, you know, exercise can come from that space. And I'm sure that there's, you know, a lot of people in my cycling class who maybe see it more as exercise than feeling embodied joy when they're there. I mean, I don't know, maybe not. But, you know, the main thing to really think about as you tune into what movement practice feels right for you is to tune into intuitively what you're pulled towards and to ask the body directly, what kind of movement do you need right now? And sometimes this varies day to day, right? Like just because I feel embodied in my cycling practice right now doesn't mean that every day my body wants that. There are some days where perhaps my plan was to go to a cycling class. However, what my body is screaming that day is saying, I just need rest. I just need rest today. And if I choose to go to cycling class anyway, then that can also be an expression of me forcing myself to do something. But if I stay and I just give my body what it's asking for, right, I'm giving myself the nurturing that I need. And I'm also honoring my body, honoring myself. And through that, 
I develop a deeper trust within myself because if I listen to myself, then I'm going to trust myself more, right? I mean, it's the same as in any relationship. If someone ignores you in a relationship and does the opposite of what you ask them, are you going to trust them? No, right? So, you know, really apply that to your relationship with your body. If you ignore your body and do something that it says it doesn't want, then how much are you going to trust your body and how much is your body going to trust you to, you know, relay information that you need, right, as you move forward in your business and life. And so those things are so interconnected. And, you know, one day um, a movement practice can be nourishing, nourishing and another day it can turn into an exercise thing that you feel like you have to do. So you always have to ask yourself, you know, what does my body need today? What is going to feel joyful for me today that is going to help me nurture a movement practice that's not based in expectation, that's not based in I have to, but that genuinely comes from my own intuition and my own body's needs. The other piece that I want to say about establishing a movement practice is that this isn't about you fitting another thing into your day, right? Because if this feels like another burden that you're assuming into your space, another thing that you have to do, then it is not joyful. It's not coming from the right energetic space. And so depending on where you are in your business, you know, what I can understand is that adding another thing can sometimes feel overwhelming and um, like you have too many plates spinning all at once. And so what I really want to stress here is that it is important, like crucially important for you to nurture yourself. And it doesn't matter if you are just starting to build your business and you're in another job, or if you're full-time in your business and you know, you're hustling and trying to get things done and put yourself out there. You have to have nourishment because without the nourishment, you can't receive any guidance from yourself. You're basically turned off to the world and you're functioning from your to-do list rather than from your embodied self. You're basically in survival mode. And you really have to shift out of that space in order to find embodiment. Because a part of you, the part of you that's actually driving the show right now, is not the embodied part. It's the expectation part. It's the inner critic part. It's, you know, the fear part. It can be a lot of different parts, right, that drive that part of us forward and keep us in hustling, keep us in doing in the to-do list. And part of what that part needs to start to understand that without the nourishing, without the space for yourself, you're not going to be able to build a sustainable business. You're going to burn out. You're going to reach a breaking point. And then everything that you've worked so hard for is not going to be able to move forward without you stopping and just nurturing yourself. So you know, sometimes there is a shift in thinking and a belief system shift that needs to happen here before you can create the space for the movement. However, whatever you do, really pay attention to the energy of how you are applying the movement practice. 
And again, like movement does not have to be an exercise class like I do. Like I do this because it feels good to me right now. But movement practice can literally be you dancing in your living room for like 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a thing. You don't have to get into your car. You don't have to put on your gym clothes and do all this stuff. You can literally do it in your living room. Not to mention that there are so many online videos that you can access. So if yoga brings you joy, then do it online, right? If you want to take a dance class, you can find dance classes online. There's so much that is available to us right now at the tip of our fingers. And really, it's the mind that makes things more complicated than it needs to be. So there's plenty of really creative ways that you can fit in a movement practice that feels good to you. And that also is, you know, realistic in the time that you have available. Um, Because maybe some of you have kids and some of you have other obligations and that's very real. And prioritizing yourself is such a huge, huge piece of what is going to help to catapult you where you want to go. So it might require some reprioritizing, some value shifting, understanding what your values are. And looking at the things that you have in your life and what you need to cut out in order to create space for you to nurture yourself fully. Um, So, you know, it can be you starting really small. You can, you know, if you currently have like an exercise-based practice, maybe, um, you can start small by just, you know, doing a five-minute dance session in your office and in your house and wherever you are and then build from there and then really start to tune into what feels good in my body. Now that I know, you know, what dancing feels like in my body when I'm accessing joy in that space, what is going to, you know, create that in a different kind of movement practice? If I need a different kind of movement practice, sometimes dancing is enough and that's all you need. Maybe you dance for half an hour. Who knows? There's just so many ways of doing this, right? There's no prescriptions. This is just about really touching in with your body and listening to what's there, what information is already there for you. And if you're feeling self-conscious about dancing right now, because I know a lot of people do, um, even if no one is in the room, sometimes we really conform our movements to what we think would look good. Like if we were dancing in the club or something or, you know, to going with the rhythm and, you know, making it really structured in some way, I really encourage you to step away from all of that. And it might mean turning off all your lights, making the room dark and allowing yourself to just empty your mind of the expectations and then turn on the music And just move, whether it's with the rhythm, whether it's outside of the rhythm, ask the body, what kind of movement do you need right now? And move the body that way. You don't even have to turn on the music if you don't want to. It might just be you allowing the body to move in whatever organic way the body wants to move, right? Without even expectation of being in rhythm. It's whatever invigorates you. Try it both ways. You know, really experiment. What is it like when I turn the lights off? How does it feel now? What is it like when I turn the lights on? Do I like looking at myself in the mirror and really allowing myself to tune into my body in that space? Um, And you know, for a lot of people who might feel shame 
about their body, which a lot of women do, um, starting your practice by, you know, dancing in front of the mirror might bring up too many feelings of shame, in which case start with just dancing in the dark and then progress towards looking yourself in the mirror and, you know, build that relationship over time. This doesn't have to look any particular way other than just allowing it to be embodied, to be joyful, to feel good, to be organic. That's really what the aim is here. And so this is where sometimes, you know, the forms of exercise that we do in our day to day um, can actually move us farther away from this, right? But um, for me right now, the cycling feels really good and it feels embodied for where I am and I do it for that reason. And then I also separately dance and move my body in that way um, because it is a different kind of movement and a different kind of nurturance that I experience in that space. So, you know, I think that there's room for both. And, you know, sometimes you might need one form of movement more than you need another. So again, it's just tuning in day to day, what you really need, what your body needs, how your body craves to move and meeting that need and listening to that. So from this space, I really want to encourage you to take a moment to evaluate how you are moving right now and where that movement comes from for you, right? Are there stories? Are there underlying beliefs? Are there ego parts that are driving that? Or does the movement for you feel embodied? And if you don't have a movement practice in this forum yet, how can you really start to develop one? How can you start to experiment? And this is something that I really encourage. Experimentation is your best teacher. Learning what works for you is just all about trying a lot of different things and then seeing which one feels good, feels the most um, in alignment with you right now. And then being open to trying different things as they intuitively come up. You know, sometimes I see a class that's being advertised um, and I intuitively just want to try it out. And so I do. And then it gives me more information on, you know, how my body likes to move and what I need right now. Um, And so there's just, you know, a world of possibilities there. And the more that you instill this kind of movement, in your day-to-day, the more you're going to start to feel embodied in the feelings that you are wanting to create for yourself, right? Because for most entrepreneurs, one of the things that I see is like there's this huge gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And sure, there are like the external things that we want that we don't have yet. So it might be like a house, it might be a car, might be making an X amount per month or whatever the goal is. And those aren't bad things. But the question is about, you know, how would I feel once I have those things in my life? And how can I invite those feelings into my life right now? And one of those ways is through movement. There's also lots of different ways. Um, But, you know, if you're making X amount per month, I'm going to assume that you're feeling more abundant, that you're feeling like your needs are getting met. And so how can you tune into the energy of abundance right now? 
How can you tune into, you know, the energy of joy right now if you feel like you're going to be joyful when you have all of these things, right? The more that we can feel those things right now, the more those things are going to be magnetized to us. So if we don't feel like we're lacking, right, then we're going to tend to see more abundance and experience more abundance, and that's going to grow our abundance. So it's all, it's all really interconnected with that idea. Um, and it also just makes us happier in our life right now. You know, one of the big pitfalls I think of Western culture is that we're always looking to the next thing. We're always looking to the next goal. And meanwhile, we never actually get anywhere because we rarely just stop and say like, where am I now? How am I feeling now? Is this feeling good right now? Right? How can I feel this way right in this moment? And it is possible. It's just about rewiring your brain um, to stop focusing on the things that aren't working, the places where you are not, and helping the brain to focus on where you are right now and how you can feel right now. And so movement is a part of that because movement brings you into the present moment like nothing else. It helps you to focus in right now and feel those emotions right now. Um, So whenever we're in our bodies, we're in the present moment. And that's one of the biggest things that as people, as entrepreneurs, as women, we need to focus on is allowing ourselves to come back into our bodies. We very much live in a society where All of the energy is focused in the head, right? Our society very much values intellect and the rational mind. And, you know, we tend to use that for most of our day unless you have a job that really involves the body in some way. And so there's there's a lot, there's a huge gap that exists there. And we're not taught to just get into our bodies and to be in the present. And that's such a huge component of the embodiment work is just being here and now, being in the body, getting into the body, shifting out of the head if our energy is dominant in that area. And I tend to work with women where there's a lot of energy happening in the head, but not enough in the lower chakras. And so full embodiment isn't able to happen because of that reason. We have to practice bringing the knowledge that we have into our body space so that it becomes natural, it becomes integrated. And that is a big piece of embodiment work is the integration piece. So movement helps with that. Movement helps to integrate what you have learned, what you have worked on during the day, and it helps to drop that into the body, right? The other piece that I brought up at the very beginning was really this piece surrounding how we can actually heal our bodies by focusing on movement and really release some of the ways that we feel insecure about our bodies. This is a huge part of coming home to ourselves is reclaiming our bodies and reclaim feeling good in our body, no matter where we are at. And you know, instilling a movement practice that 
is really reflective of what your body actually needs and what's in alignment with you um, at your core is going to start to make you feel good in your body because you're not moving your body from a place of expectation. You're moving your body because it feels good to you. It feels joyful to you. And with time, you can start to really heal that relationship with the body because what's happening is that you're starting to have positive um, experiences and positive associations with the body and with movement. So it doesn't become this thing that you have to do. It becomes this thing that you want to do. So you're not trying to fit the body into a different size or into a different weight. You're not trying to force the body into something that it truly doesn't feel good doing. You're honoring the body and therefore you're honoring yourself. And that brings you to a whole different kind of space within how you feel about you and how you feel about this vessel that you are in. So this is another part and a really crucial part of the embodiment and a way that you can start to heal some parts of you that haven't found healing through diets or exercise or trying formulas. And this has been one of the main pieces for me of really healing my own relationship with how I felt about my body. Um, And it's not to say that I don't have bad days, right? Where I still feel shame or wish that, you know, my body was different. I have, you know, a long history with that, but it is to say that now when I do movement, I feel good in my body. And when I'm not moving, I still feel good in my body, right? On most days. And so it's healed a whole ton of expectations and shoulds that I was living from that was taking me to a really unhealthy place and, um, just reinforcing like rules and expectations that I was living by in other areas of my life. So if you can reclaim your body from the expectations and the rules, it's going to trickle out to the rest of your life, which is actually one of the big reasons why embodiment is so effective in taking you back into your core why practicing this kind of movement within your body is so effective in helping you create big quantum shifts in your business, big jumps. Um, Because when we start with the body and we honor the body and we're able to not attach to the rules and expectations that we hold our body to, it's going to trickle out to our business, other areas of our life, and we'll really start to reclaim what's true for us, what... um, what things are important to us, what things we find valuable. So we throw away expectations and shoulds from other people or from society or culture that don't actually feel aligned for who we are. So I hope that today's episode has been helpful to you in starting to really discern and think about, you know, movement practice in in your business and in your life and how you can apply that from a more joyful and embodied space within you. Um, And I'd love to also hear from you about, you know, what your movement practice is like, what you really like to use. Um, It also sometimes helps me come up with different ideas for my own movement practice and for my clients. So, um, you know, get in touch with me and let me know what your movement practice is like. 
And if you found value from this podcast um, episode or any podcast episode, um, I'd love for you to leave us a review, a written review, um, because it really helps people to find us and encourages them to listen when they see so many folks who are enjoying it. So thank you again for joining me today, and I will see you all soon.